listen, I would give you guys a great discount. I would love to come and train you guys. Let's and, go. Uh, put you, put, put you through, um, my premier outdoor team building session, Operation <laughs> Victory Spike, and see if you can see if you can handle it. All right. Welcome back into Pucks in Deep. On today's episode, we have a very special guest joining us. You may have heard him on Spit and Chicklets or possibly have read his new book, Warrior Leadership. 26-year veteran, elite Army Ranger, J.B. Spizo. J.B., thanks for joining the show. Gentlemen, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Like we said, we're pumped. You know, full disclosure, James and I already watched the pod on Spit and Chicklets, and we just immediately started doing push-ups right after, uh, you know, just so we could feel a little bit ready. Uh, so you can't see it, but the adrenaline is flowing right now. We're going. Uh, awesome, awesome. So I'll put you on the spot. Did you uh, work out this morning? Yes, yes. Partial. How long is a workout to you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think you should do something at least 45 minutes of steady activity. Oof. I hit 30. I want to say I hit 30, but we can, the day's not done. It's not done. I like personally, I like going biking every day, then lifting, you know, clearing my okay. mind and then well, doing Good job. It. Well, you know what? At least you're not doing something. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're, we're doing okay. We have room to improve as, as everyone does. That's going to be the message here today. Uh, so we, we didn't want to, you know, just look down on anybody. <laughs> I think that's what no, we're no, going no. for. Constant improvement. That's what it takes every single day. There we go. Yeah, I just, let's talk about your new book right away, um, Warrior Leadership. You know, First of all, I want to know how long it took you to write it and what kind of made you want to write that. Uh, it's a great question. So Warrior Leadership, Steps to Success for Leaders on the Ground, you know, it took the it was about 10 years in the making and, you know, simple, you know, you know, writing some notes here, writing some notes there, putting it all together. And then, um, you know, it's something I wanted to do. I thought that I had some great stories to impart uh, leadership on others. A couple of my friends uh, said to me, said, you know, you said you have some great, great stories, whether it's military, working with professional athletes, business people, why don't you together? And, and you know, like anything, um, you know what you know and know what you don't know. And uh, I didn't know how to put it together. So I called a friend of mine. And Steve Schaub is his name. He's a former Army Ranger himself. He's written about four books. He's very successful, self-made millionaire. And I said, hey, how'd you get started? And, you know, he said, hey, you got to call uh, this person, Karen Cantrell. She's my editor. And uh, he linked up with her. We talked immediately. She said, yep, I'll take you on as a client. And, you know, there it went. And uh, <laughs> um, you learn a little bit of humility because the first time you, you know, you throw your first transcript in and uh, it comes back and it was, uh, looked like the Texas chainsaw massacre. You know? <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> of red lines. Yeah. Learned that, um, okay. My writing has to get a little bit better, but, um, you know, she helped me through it and, uh, here we are. So I'm happy with the book. It's helping people, you know, it's short stories on leadership, communication, uh, you know, how to become better, how to be adaptable, believe in yourself, leave it at, leave it at any age, force multiplier, uh, group dynamics, team chemistry. And at the end of each chapter, uh, you know, there's a short, you know, three takeaways, something you can take away from it. So you can tab it, go back to it. So, uh, so there it is. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And that's how it came about. I like it. Uh, and everybody, you can find it on Amazon right now. But uh, I wanted to touch on, um, as you mentioned, you know, learn a little bit of humility. And it looks like uh, whatever your first copy was, you know, it's broken down into a much more digestible book. Like I can't read a whole Harry Potter novel. <laughs> you know, I think uh, when I was watching the podcast, Biz says it looks uh, like something that he could, you know, get through in eight hours. How, how fast does it read to, you know, the average reader um, to help them, you know, get the tools that they need, you know, in a, in a ready, fast uh, kind of way, I guess. Yeah, so it's you know it's it's maybe a two hour read, and uh, okay. so, you know my my original transcript was about uh, you know three hundred and seventy pages about uh, about that, and this one's about one hundred and thirty six. And and okay. when Karen and I talked, she said, "Listen, I want it to be a a two hour read. I want it to be where somebody can pick it up at the airport and read it on a two hour flight." and and That'd be like, be wow, that was great. I was thrilled. I learned something. And so that's how we, and initially I was like, really? But then <laughs> when I look at it, everybody loves it because one, it's not very long. So, and then number two, it's all tangible takeaways. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, I 
left it to the expert and, uh, and she, you know, she steered me in the right direction for that. So that's how it came about. That's why it's a two hour rate. Perfect. Yeah. Cut the fat and just get right to, you know, what everybody needs in a two hour time frame. I like, like it. We're going to order our own copies right now. And why not? Yeah, honestly, I, let's, uh, where can everyone get that just on Amazon? I assume. And Amazon, you can get either on my website at okay. uh, jbsleaders.com or you can get it right on Amazon. We're leadership. Absolutely. There you go. Fans right there. And, uh, yeah, we'll plug that again in the story too. when we post this thing. So yeah, and uh, I'd say let's just go, you know, towards your background. Uh, we'll mention the connection that got you to talk with us today, which we should shout out to him too. Uh, Strauss Mann recommended that and we... And Carmichael. And Carmichael recommend that we have you on the pod. Um, I was just wondering, since you've worked with Michigan, you've worked with Strauss Mann, I'm assuming, do we have you to thank for his breakout year on, you know, <laughs> stopping every puck within a 10-mile radius? <laughs> uh, no, I can't take credit for that one, but... Oh. Uh, um, I will, you know, we'll take credit for some other things, but, uh, okay. that's great. You know, um, it, it, it's wonderful that these young men and women, um, obviously, you know, hockey's near and dear to me, you know, my son, uh, played and grew up playing, played in college. Uh, now he's a coach at, uh, Westchester skating Academy there in uh, Westchester, New York. And, okay. uh, y- you know, I often say that hockey's not the success, but hockey's the vehicle to the success. Right. Yep. And, and when, you, and when right. you're playing that sport, sure, some people will play it, play the game professionally, and that's a wonderful thing, but they will all be professionals at something. So at the end of the day, you know, that's how success is, success is earned, success is made. I like that. Yeah, because uh, obviously you don't work with only professional hockey players, but like you said, worked with college athletes that are, you know, they're getting an education at the same time. And, sure. you know, just an even smaller amount of them would be going to the pros, but you can be pro in something else. So, you know, tips that every college team, whether it's D1, Division three, or club hockey team, you know, everybody can learn from you and learn leadership to take with them. So uh, obviously we want to recommend to, you know, whatever pull we have to get as many universities to take these kind of lessons from you. Um, but just to, you know, go into your background, um, let's talk about how you kind of became the leader that you are today. You know, at what age did you know that you wanted to be in the military and specifically like, you know, trained to become an army ranger? Was it right? Did you grow up thinking that or did it just kind of happen? Uh, that's a great question. No, I, I, I didn't grow up thinking that like, uh, when I was about 17 that I knew that, um, you know, I came from middle-class family in Pittsburgh, PA. My parents worked very hard and, uh, you know, raised, um, raised three, three wonderful kids. My sisters are very successful. And, uh, I, and I just felt like I wanted to pay for my own college. And, uh, that's kind of how it started. Then, you know, the armor recruiter was, I went to saw the armor recruiter and I tell the story a lot. It's still, he said, um, what do you want to be? And I said, I want to be the college fund. He's like, great. What job do you want to do? And, you know, this is obviously before the internet hands me a big book. And, you know, I start looking through this book and he looks over my college transcripts, my fitness scores, and, you know, he's like, drop and do some push-ups. And I'm right in his <laughs> office doing some push-ups. And he had a pull-up bar across his uh, door there. You know, do some pull-ups and, you know, want to become an Army Ranger. Great. What do they do? Jump out of airplanes, blow stuff up. And I'm sure you heard that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Spit, spitting chiclets. But it never gets old because, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of how it became. And, uh, you know, I thought I'd be uh, uh, go in the Army for four years and, go to college, be a history teacher and coach hockey and baseball. That was kind of my thought. Okay. And then, uh, I found that, uh, you know, the military worked for me. I uh, was in special operations at an early age. Uh, and I learned to, you know, be disciplined, have organization, have character, um, be positive. Uh, and, um, I, I, I learned responsibility and, uh, I mean, I was always a good kid growing up, but there, you know, you're, you're sharpening your skills and you're, you're, you're becoming, you know, the best of the best. And, right. and you're part of an organization that has, you know, no egos. So, you know, that's kind of how it became. And then I was fortunate to, you know, rise through the ranks, get promoted quickly, become a drill instructor, work at the, you know, United States Military Academy at West Point, work with some hockey players and athletes there as well, too. And, um, you know, one, one thing led to another and, you know, uh, we did a team building session at West Point for the New York Rangers and, you know, the, the legend hall of famer, Glenn Sather called me off to the side and said, Hey, you're pretty good at this. This is what you should do. And, um, you, you know, I was fortunate to be able to turn a, you know, military career into a, you know, successful leadership and, and, and culture development business, inspiring, motivating people and helping people on their path to success. Like, so that's yeah. a very cool story. And, 
Now, I, I believe you went to help the Penguins after the Rangers. Is that correct? Correct. Helped uh, started with started with the Rangers yep. and went to the Penguins, and then uh, was with them for you know a few years in a row. And uh, you know that's where. Um, and obviously, I'm from Pittsburgh too. So right. Was, I was going to uh, ask you what what's that feeling like? You know, growing up probably oh, a Penguins it, fan, and then yeah. here you are with Sid after a Stanley Cup yeah. in the locker room. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, like on the ice with Sid and, and meeting it. I, I still say today one of the greatest. Um, compliments anyone has ever given me was you know when Sidney Crosby uh on the ice at the old Joe Lewis arena you know after hoisting the Stanley Cup he 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 introduced me to his mom and dad and he's like JB I want you to meet my mother and father and I was like wow (laughs) you know on the ice like 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 blown away and there his parents were like thanking me for help I'm like listen you know, maybe I chipped off a little bit of the rough edges, but you guys did everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and, you did the you hard know, work. What, what you see from him comes from, uh, you know, the character of his family, um, you know, the humility of his family and teaching him that. And, you know, and he's really taking that, uh, you know, to the next level. And anytime an athlete can do that can be, you know, literally the best in the world, mm-hmm. but continue, continue to set the standard, um, you know, away from the rink. Um, I just think that's, um, that's, that's so admirable. Right. Yeah. It's something that's, uh, like you said, instilled, you know, with his family, but not something everybody grows up, you know, learning or like having that taught to them Yeah. actually. So clearly he just had those set of tools. But it doesn't mean you can't learn it. Right. It doesn't mean, you know, I mean, like, uh, I've worked with, you know, dozens of athletes that maybe came from a single parent family, right. Or, or had a rough childhood and, and they found it. Right. And they want to be good people. You, right. You know, we, we as human beings want to be good people. Like, you know, you're wired to be a good person and you know, you can, you can decide to either be a good person or not be a good person. So I think uh, again, anything you like when you put people in the right environment, <clears> right. <throat> obviously, um, you, you know, that's, that's where the success is. And we talk a lot about like team chemistry, right? Yeah. Like, how does an organization have chemistry? Mm-hmm. Well, well, that chemistry comes from, you know, what you do on the inside, right? And of course, you know, the coach, the manager, the GM, or if it's a business, you know, the the boss, you, you know, they cultivate that. But it's the people inside that forge that team chemistry to be successful. If that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, <clears throat> that was kind of my favorite part of Spin Chicklets Pod. I remember. You and Biz were talking about, you know, you have rookies coming into the locker room and they're scared or whatever, just kind of lost. And it's it's the senior or uh, the the veterans, I guess, in that case, in the NHL, reaching out to them and making them feel welcomed. Um, I guess, you know, like what what's your take on that in the locker room? And is it, for your advice for college players, you know, what would you say to incoming freshmen and seniors in college? Sure. I, trying to yeah, get chemistry. I, yeah. I've seen it both ways. I've seen it where pro players are like, you know, you know, get behind me, rookie, you know, yeah, like you yeah. last. And, <laughs> right. No, uh, I've seen it too. And it's, it, it, it's the same thing in college teams. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially we're, college. We're, oh yeah. The I, freshmen I, get nailed. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember I did some work with a college team and I'm not going to tell you who it is. And, <laughs> and we did this outdoor team building session and we had like lunch delivered the outside and like the seniors ate all the food. <laughs> and like, and like, and, like I remember like the, the freshmen were like, they got left with like, the grape sized tomatoes, you know, <laughs> like, and, and so you can imagine me, I lost it. Oh yeah. I lost. I was like, okay, that's it. Like everybody else dismissed you, you, this group, you're with me. Right. Yeah. We found the problem. <laughs> and, 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 listen, and, and look, I, I'm talking from experience from a young ranger who made it through selection and showed up at the, at my ranger battalion and, and was hazed. Yep. Right. Yeah. We were hazed. You're the cherry. You're the new guy, you're whatever, you know, you're going to do what I say. And I hated it and I shut my mouth and, did it. but then when I became a sergeant, I put a stop to it. Yep. And, and the reason, and the reason you put a stop to it is, is you say, for, for example, you're on a college team, right? The yeah. freshman comes in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why does that freshman have to pass another selection? He already passed the selection. He was the coaches selected that young man or woman in women's sports to come to that team. So right. Why do they have to pass another selection? They've already done it. And the sooner you get that person into the fold, you know, the better off that is. And when I watch even some of these shows like hard knocks or whatever, you know, you just see these things like, Oh, okay. Granted, 
um, uh, a rookie or a fresh, maybe he or she doesn't get to pick their locker. Okay, fine. Right. But, <laughs> but why should they do things that are out of the ordinary? Um, I mean, I remember uh, working with a high level division one team. I was actually on the ice for practice and after practice, um, you know, they were like freshmen pick up the pucks. And I told all the freshmen to leave and I picked up the pucks. Next thing you know, somebody saw that and were like, Hey, uh, JB's out there picking all the pucks up. And next thing you know, then the seniors, the juniors, the sophomores, everybody else came out and I did it. And I did it to prove a point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I did change happens. Like it, 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 it doesn't mean just because you're the lowest person on the team, you can't help that team win. Um, you know, you should always be accountable. How many times is, you know, they, it was just happening in Vegas here. Mark Andre Fleury. Was I was just going to say that. Yeah. He's yeah. won three cups. Mark Andre yeah. <laughs> Crosby's picking up pots. Malkin's picking up pots. Like guys are, uh, Alexander Barkov picking up pots. Yeah. Like another great guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's all part of that teamwork and commitment because if you want to win together, you have to legitimately win together and that winning starts in practice <clears throat> no i think you made a very good point there and like you said like why make it harder on the freshmen you know they're just like any other student on campus they got to deal with stuff at home on uh, their own classes and then yet playing division one hockey and trying to make it pro there's a lot of pressure on them so why are we yeah. hazing them coming into you know college like you said they're picked i don't get it but <laughs> that's just me 100%, there's already so many stressors you're exactly right there's already so many stressors. Like, you know, we have a new guy come into the Rangers and pass selection to get there. And the young man's already stressed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's in a new environment, new people getting ready to go to war. Like, listen, I need his gun in the fight. Like I need this young man focused and ready because guess what? He might be saving my life so I can go home and see my kids. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. You so, need all I mean, hands on deck the whole concept of culture and, I think sometimes that, you know, we see that rite of passage culture. I'm not a fan of it. I break it down every time. Um, you know, maybe pros are getting a little bit better at it um, because look at the NHL. The NHL is getting younger, right? right. The NHL is getting, getting younger because of the entry-level contracts, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, the, the younger guys are pushing the older guys out of the game just because of speed you know, and sheer, con- sheer contract. All that, all that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what do you, yeah. what do you, what do you say to those? Um, I know you, tra- you train multiple athletes, but like those, those rookies in the NHL that are, you know, are projected to do really well. Like, you know, if they're, if they're not humble, if they're all about themselves, kind of like, what are you saying to them? How do you train them? Is there a certain thing you say or way you train them? Well, I mean, a lot of times, you know, when a young guy comes in, it's um, as si- simple as it sounds, do your job and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and, and, but, but when it's time to talk, talk, like mm-hmm. even, even Sidney Crosby is a 19 year old and a 20 year old. Like he knew when to talk. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like on the, on the bench, he would look at a 35 year old veteran and be like, Hey, you need to keep up. Right. You, you know, we're off sides because of you. Yep. And the veteran, the veteran looks back at him and says, you're right. You're right. Sid won't happen again. Okay. Like kids 20 years old, wearing a C and telling them he's been there forever. No, I mean, that's what it takes. And it's tough to do. And you have to, you have to know, like, and, and all the best leaders, of course, you know, lead by example, but sometimes that's not enough, right? Right. You have to, you, you have to make a statement. Like you just can't take care of yourself. Um, and, and, and I don't know how it is in the locker rooms you see now, but, uh, or, but you know, the old days of the locker rooms, remember what the old used to have in the stalls, right? Stalls in the locker rooms (laughs) where they're kind of getting away from that, right? They're, Oval shape, egg shape. Right. There's no dividers in between, and they're right. everyone's face to face. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's right. Because when coach is yelling, what what can you do when there's a divider? You can push yourself back in there, and you're like, well, coach ain't talking to me. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> now there's no place. Now there's no place to hide. Yep. And yep. bring it all out so, in the open. I like it. It's building you know, chemistry so too, and that's part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I had a question from, you know, just watching your past interviews. I might have even been spitting chiclets, but like, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, a leader is someone who has high energy, you know, is always talking to their team, getting in their face. But, you know, you've mentioned how it's important to listen, you know, step back uh, and learn about the person in front of you. Like, could you speak more on why that's, you know, a really underrated trait as a leader in the locker room? 100%. Sometimes people look at me and, and they see that I'm a, I'm a cheerleader, right? And they're like, wow, you know, <laughs> I want to be you. 
I want to be a cheerleader. I'm like, well, it works for me. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's authentic, but if it's not, if it's not who you are, well, right? you can't if fake it. If you're, if you're more of an ambassador, if you're more of a, you, you know, a, a, a subtle communicator, right. That, then be that Find what leadership style works for you. Um, Absolutely. and of course, you know, I always go back to, cause I spent a lot of time with them to, you know, uh, Crosby and Barkoff, but yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're not, I mean, you see the passion when they play though, right? Like, oh my gosh. And it, yeah, you know, it shows you, on the ice. You, you chirp either one of their two, they're going to chirp you back. And then, oh, by the way, you know, they're going to turn their game game up, right? Yeah, it's, they're going to um, score on you. <laughs> the second right? you say something. Yeah. I, right. I mean, obviously you guys, did you, did you watch that last dance with Jordan? Like, yeah. The worst, thing, yeah. the worst thing in the world was to chirp Jordan. Yeah, that was a bad idea. A, <laughs> bad idea. He's right? not going to forget like, it. No. Um, and so – you have to find what leadership style, you know, works for you. And then many times, you know, if you're that quiet professional, fine, do that. But you still have to know when to speak up and when to say something, right? Mm-hmm. And when to um, read the tea leaves. You know, uh, another great, great, great captain, and we had him in Florida there, and I don't give him enough credit, was Willie Mitchell. Oh, and, uh, former and, wild and guy, he, too. Yeah, we, go. yeah, we know him. Willie Mitchell, you yes, know, sir. so. Um, you know, won two cups with the Kings, assistant captain there. And then he comes to us and just you know, he was amazing at just reading the tea leaves. Yeah. Like, and, and making subtle moves in a locker room. Like, you know what? I'm going to move this guy's locker next to him. And I would hmm. say, why? He's like, well, this guy doesn't talk. That guy talks a lot. So <laughs> don't balance out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little yin and yang. <laughs> and, and, you know, and it was like, and you know what? Give Yager two stalls because he's earned it. <laughs> right. And, that well, yeah. And, yeah. And Yager had two stalls, right? Like, mm-hmm. And so he understood that. He looked it over people. And the other thing he was great about doing, I remember the first year he was there and we didn't make the playoffs. And, you know, guys were, you know, packing up their um, – guys were, like, packing up their gear for the summer and everything and talking about golf. And he got mad. Oh, yeah. You know, and he said, he said hey, listen <laughs> – I want everybody to take a seat right now and you know, no one's going anywhere for the next 15 minutes. And I want you to feel what, what, what you're feeling. Yeah. Everybody else is getting ready for the playoffs. You know, we're packing up going home. Yep. So how's that feel for you right now? And I remember like, you know, Vinny Trocek spoke up. He's like, it sucks. And he's like, good Vinny. Right. And, yeah. and I love that. It that does suck. Worry, right. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you see what I'm saying? so sometimes Leaders have to find a key moment to speak up. And and Willie Mitchell was not a yeller screamer. You know, he knew when when to say it and how to say it. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Um I think like I think you talked about in spitting triplets too. It's it's how to not just when to say it and how to say it, but like I guess it is how to say it. Like every player is different and they they learn differently, you know. And I think as a good captain you figure that out and how people and as a coach or as a leader in general, like how do I get to this guy, you know? How do I change sure. his mood? I think that's an important yeah. point you've made in your past interviews. Well, I mean, I look at even um, like so many coaches, right? That, yeah. Like really, that are really effective. And many times, uh, look, there's so many X's and O's you can put up on the board, right? Like, right. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're not we're not coming up with a new power player penalty kill. Seriously, yep. it's been it's, it's been, been done. done. Yeah. But it's the coaches that understand the players as a human being, right? Yes. Um, and I remember For like. Sure. Peter Laviolette used to challenge his players when he was in Philadelphia. He was a Philadelphia coach. He would say, you know, somebody would be sitting next to somebody and he would, I'm just throwing names out like Jones. Yeah. Tell me about, tell me about Smith. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, like, tell me about his life. What's he passionate about? What's he done? Where's he been raised? Everything else. Yeah. And you know, and you force that communication on people and coaches that understand who people are as human beings know what affects them to be successful, right? Because let's let's be truthful. Some players are not playing for the logo on the front, right? They're right. playing for the name. They're playing yeah. for the name on the back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. That's not necessarily a bad thing as long as they take that and put it in its in its right place. Yep. I agree. For sure. Yeah. Very good point to make. Is, have you noticed something, uh, you know, because colleges obviously have four years, like coaches have four years most times to get to know their players and work with them, kind of know their habits, what makes them tick. Uh, is it easier, do you think, to work with a college team for that reason? Or like, you know, to tell the coach, this is how this player needs to be talked to kind of thing compared to, you know, an NHL locker room. It could be switching up every single year with different different names, different name plates or whatever. Have you noticed that at all in your uh, years working with uh, both NHL and college players? 
Well, I think I, I think in a college environment, like you, you can build a chemistry, right? You yeah, can build a chemistry sure. year after year, and you look at the successful coaches that you know have done it. Um, you know, you you can kind of build that culture, right? You right. can build the culture of somebody comes in, so they kind of understand what they're getting into. So there, I think it's a little bit easier in college, okay. you know. And and, and and the pros, I mean, you know, you you, you better win or your contract's going to be short, right? Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> I mean, there's many, people, <laughs> yeah. there's many people here in Vegas, you know, to include me, that thought, you know, maybe they should should have gave Gerard Gallant another year, but it wasn't happening. So they move on, right? They go to yeah. Pete DeBoer. So, and that, and that, and that's sometimes even to shake the players up as well, too. Yep. Um, yep. Sure. So I think in college, but let's go back to your question. I, I think the sooner a coach understands that person, the quicker that person gets into the fold. So if the coach says, "Oh, I'll right. wait till he's a sophomore, junior, or senior to get to know him," wrong answer. Yeah. That coach, <laughs> that coach should be, you know, if you have five freshmen coming in, I'd be working on those five freshmen. Right. I'd yep. be wanting to know as much about them as quick as possible. Exactly. Um, that, that, that's where you're best effective. Right. Mm-hmm. And then implement right. that culture onto them. Like you said, like you're going to need, you know, every, you want that gun in the fighter, all hands on deck. So especially an incoming freshman college hockey, I mean, yeah. that's a huge, you picked it for a reason to score, you know, or whatever off. to do on some certain role in the team, not to sit on the bench and keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Or injuries happen, you know, right. you're going to, you're well, going to need somebody. Exactly. I mean, I, I had a senior tell me one time about freshman players. He's like, well, they got to earn their playing time. Yeah. And I said, that's a great, I, I said, that's a great question. I said, can that young, can that young man help you win? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, he was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, then if he can help you, wouldn't it be a champion? Like you're a senior. Would you not like to put a national championship ring on your finger this year? Right. Right. Yeah. Where, like, you know, wear that to a job interview. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's a good point. Just, just wear your national championship ring to a job interview. That's like you don't even have to take a resume. <laughs> right? I love like it. You're, One you're more scouts on you too. You're, you're getting hired, and right. he was like, he was like, you know, I never thought of it that way. I said, exactly. If that young man can help you win. He's talented. Exactly. Then get him in. Get him in the program. Get him in here. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think a lot of it uh, is like you said, like people grow up being hazed or having that kind of environment, but it takes, you know, a different mindset kind of to do what you did, which is just, you know, break the fold or break the mold on that happening. Just like, yeah, I got hazed, but I'm not going to, you know, punish our team just because I want to do it back to somebody. So you kind of have to All right, change you know, their mind. It sounds like yeah, you made it through. 130 listen, people, I got, right? I got health. I got health for it too, as a sergeant from oh, other yeah. sergeants. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got health for it. They were like, "What are you doing? It's our tradition. <laughs> yep. uh, this and that. Like, it's our like, turn. What's well, a dumb tradition? Yeah, okay? <laughs> it's a dumb tradition. Okay, it's 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 ridiculous. Okay, I'm not going to do that. You want to do that? You fine. Mm-hmm. And it was funny when I when I was a platoon sergeant, everybody wanted to be in my platoon. Why, why was that? <laughs> and imagine so why. Because, because, because we were training for combat. We weren't, we weren't training for silliness. Right. Right. We yeah. were training for combat so we could go to war and win. Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like it. I like that's, that's a good point. I mean, I want to, I want to know personally just more about, you know, you're entering the army. You said that, what, there's 130 people and what, there's just 30 for, people that made it? For the special forces. For the special forces. Um, well, I, I went to, uh, the, back then it was called Ranger Doctrination Program. Okay. RIP, RIP. Yeah, but now it's called RASP, uh, a, a little bit better name, Ranger Assessment Selection Process. And, uh, yeah, we had a couple hundred people, uh, you know, show up and, and 33 of us made it. And to, still to this day, I don't know how I made it. It was four weeks of, <laughs> you know, nonstop hell week. <laughs> and, uh you know, there were days that I had to just shut my brain off and say, okay, uh, I, I, I don't think they can kill me. I know they're going to try to, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not going to quit and maybe I'll make it to lunch. And, right. um, and, and, and that's what I want people to understand. Like during this pandemic, like people are getting overwhelmed and, you know, I have clients call me, what about the second wave and this and that? And I said, listen, you just can't worry about that. You know? Yeah, there's so many moving you know, parts. You, you, yeah, you you have to worry about you have to worry about what you can affect right now, and what you can affect right now is you know the environment that I'm in. You know, keep yourself health, healthy, keep your family healthy, push through this, stay mentally tough, focus on your goals, and and get better. Look, a couple things happened during this pandemic. You either got better at something or you got worse at something. Right? Yep. Simple as that. So, 
And like all of you should think about like what things that I get better at, what things that I learn to do. Right. And right. that's, that, that all increases your, your EQ, your emotional quotient, your mental toughness. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and, and that's it. It's it just, it's just, it's just constant, you know, improvement every single day, small improvements. Um, you know, we all look for that sports center moment, right? Game winning goal, everything yeah. else. And, <laughs> uh, you know, that last dance really showed it showed the work that like Jordan put in, right? Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Day in and day out and it, never gave up. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the, you know, I remember when the Penguins were at West Point for their camp and, you know, they had to go to some dinner at the general's house and, and, uh, you know, all the players were off the ice and, and Sydney was still on the ice by himself shooting pucks. And, you know, the equipment manager's like banging, Sid, come on, we got to go. You only got four <laughs> minutes. He's like, okay, I'll be there. You know, and like, and like, you know, showers, changes, puts a suit on and he like jogs down to the general's house. Right. <laughs> so th- those are all things that we have to do. No matter what you, what you're doing in life, you know, you have to consistently just work at getting a little bit better every single day. You know, every, even when I'm on this radio show with you, I'm going to listen to myself. I'm going to send it to, you know, people I trust. I'm going to say, listen, evaluate this. Tell me how I can get better. Right. Yep. Right. <laughs> like, that's exactly what we try to do too. Like how, how can our audio sound better? How can our questions sound better? You know, we want our content right. to constantly be improving and it's a day by day thing. I think it's a good point. Sure. Well, and like my least favorite thing is when I'll have a friend or somebody listen to it and just, you know, give you a cookie cutter answer. Oh, you're doing great. Like best podcast I've ever listened to. Right. I'd rather get ripped apart. <laughs> exactly. Learn, you know? Yeah. Tell, tell me what you actually thought. What did you actually see? So it's like a willingness to get better. That's yeah. the only way we improve, you know, and it's sometimes like, you know, we're afraid of hurting somebody's feelings or something like that. Well, you're not hurting my, you're hurting my feelings if you don't tell me. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, I make a fool of myself, right? Like that's not what I want to do. (laughs) No. And, and so, and so, you know, I, I give you techniques of that in my book and I continue to tell people like, look, this is, there's no magic button. Like if I could just, you know, you know, sprinkle magic dust on you and, and make you mentally tough and a better leader, I would. But it comes, but it, but it's not there. It comes from consistent effort, working at it, right? And everybody's talented. And then you have to find that level of grit, right? Exactly. And, you know, we talk about grit a lot in hockey players. Ah, he's gritty. He's that. And, and I would always ask a scout. The scout would say that player's gritty, and I would say, quantify that. And he was like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "What do you mean by grit? Like, <laughs> what does that mean for you?" Yeah. And 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 you would get different answers. I mean, Block shots. Wrong, yeah. <laughs> But everybody defines, you know, people differently. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, for sure. Uh, that was one of my questions I had, actually, because, uh, you know, we think of ourselves as kind of a gritty podcast. Our name's Pucks in Deep. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, what What would you say is, you know, a Pucks in, or what does Pucks in Deep mean to you? How would you quantify that, you know, in, in a, into leadership, I guess, like that kind of gritty aspect that you look for? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I look at it the fact that, you know, you want somebody in your organization that's not really but it's willing to do the hard work, right? Yes. Um, you know, uh, like I call it's like it's like it's like the rough sandpaper, you know, before the fine sandpaper, before you paint, right? Yep. <laughs> so be- 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 before you get there, so you gotta you have, have, to have a little bit of backbone. You have to have metal. You yep. have to have courage. You have to have strength. You have to have integrity. You know, you have to have focus. You have to have a little bit of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, not using a term like, you know, beer drinker mentality, but, you know, a little bit, a, a, a little bit of that. Right. right? Now I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Put hair on your chest. <laughs> what, what, I'm sorry. Put hair on your chest. He said, <laughs> well, it's, just, it's just a little bit of like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not afraid of, you know, rolling up my sleeves mm-hmm. and, and, and getting into it. Right. And, yep. uh, I remember I was working at West Point and, uh, you know, I was running the sports facilities and, and we had a college game going on. I think we were playing like Army was playing Air Force. It was a big game. And, you know, there I am in this nice suit. And, and I get a call. They're like, we need you down by the Zamboni. And I'm like, great. I run down there. And, and I'm like, what's going on? They're like, um, something's jammed in the auger. Well, back then, <laughs> I didn't know what the auger was. Okay. So so I like take off my suit jacket. Yeah. I throw it on the on the Zamboni seat, seat. I roll up my sleeves and I crawl underneath the Zamboni with the maintenance foreman. And he looks at me like, 
what are you doing? And I'm like, can I hold the light? <laughs> right. Yeah, what do you I need? was holding light. But how do you think that affected all the people under my charge? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're looking do it right. leading by example. Yeah. No, they're like, wow. Right. Like our, our bosses, you know, wear a $900 suit and he's laid on the ground. <laughs> he's getting after know, it. Under, uh, underneath the Zamboni holding the light. And, and, and that's what about. That's what like grittiness all about, like getting involved, not being afraid to do that. Right. And I think that, that when you do that and then you put talent to it, then that's a success. Yeah. Right. You're gonna success. Yeah. That's absolutely. success that, that, that you want to try to get at. Then it's going to blow up. Yeah. Another, I mean, that just kind of reminds me of the quote that you mentioned on the Chicklets pod where it was, you know, did I do enough work today to have a job tomorrow kind of thing. So yeah. just, you know, yeah. not only doing your job, but if something happened, like you said, uh, the printer's out of paper, you're there. Why don't you do it? You know, yeah. just uh, any, anywhere you can help out to really lead to the common goal. That kind of, you know, one thing about the Ranger Regiment is, is, you know, um, uh, we used to say that you're, cause some people were saying, well, I want to be a field soldier just in the field, do that or a garrison soldier. And, and I remember we had a Sergeant Bay there who said, listen, you're a total soldier. So I mm. want you to be, the best special operator in the field, but we're in garrison. Your hair's cut, your uniform's strapped, and you're not walking over a, a, a piece of trash. I, I, I don't care if I go into a locker room now or I go into a business and I see something on the floor, I pick it up and throw it away. Yep. Right. I do not walk over a piece of trash. Um, you know, I uh, uh, before I see a client, if I'm flying to see a client, I always make sure that my suit's pressed and I have a fresh haircut. Right. Yep. Like you, you always present like yourself ready to do it. And oh, by the way, when it's time to get dirty and dig in, I'm right there with you. Yeah, your sleeves are so, up, absolutely. Yeah. Taking off yeah. the suit coat, getting under the Zamboni, <laughs> ready to get after it. Uh, right? I had no idea what I was doing, but I uh, <laughs> figured it out. What would you say is, um, you know, you trained both collegiate and NHL. Do you have a preference in, um, in training one or the other? No, I think all athletes, uh, you, you know, want to learn. I mean, I mean, of course, there might be a few, you know, senior veterans NHL that are like, you right. know what, I don't really need this. I'm trying to hang on in my career. But I got to tell you, I've always had um, uh, every, whether they're college or NHL, um, very hospitable towards me and always wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even coaches, like even coaches would sit down and say, hey, uh, I got this guy. What do you think? How would you? Uh, you know, how, how, how would you get to them? And so I think that, you know, the saying of you're never too good to learn. Yeah. Right. Yep. If, if you want to be, a, if you want to be an effective Absolutely. leader, that's what you have to say. You're never too good to learn. You're always looking of ways of improvement. Right. Exactly. No. Um, and, and I think sometimes when you, you know, when you talk about change and improvement, some people think you're actually, you're asking them to like lose their standards, which got in there. You know, you're not, mm. you're just asking, you're just asking them to continue to improve their model so you can be successful. Right. Yep. I right. mean, look, I mean, look at the NHL now, right. The NHL now from, you can go back to even prior to 2004. Like if you can't skate now, you're not in the game. Yep. Right. Simple as that. Simple <laughs> as that. I mean, even, if, even if you're a fourth line guy, you better have some skill. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you need it. I give, I, I give Ryan Reeves credit. Like he can hold it. He can, you know, obviously handle himself with his fists. Right. But, you know, he's got some skill for a big guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he, he got can a move. good hockey IQ and yeah, he knows his and, role and, and gets it done. Yeah, but, <laughs> he, but he can also score. Right. right? No, he like, scored plenty of goals. And, yeah. Big goals. too. Yeah, like. So, so my, 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 my point is, is that like you have to be able to adapt and change with the game. Right. Yeah. And so, sure. so now if you're a young coach, if you're, whether you're coaching youth athletes or you're a younger coach, you have to continue to understand that like the game's going to continue to evolve and you have to, you have to evolve with it. And if you're, if you're somebody that can, if you're somebody that can, then you'll be successful. And if you can't, it's going to pass you up. Good. Yeah, I like that. Adapt or die, basically. Right. <laughs> you know, I like that. Um, I guess it kind of uh, draws from what you're just saying there, but like you said, you got to be willing to learn any at any time. And as a person who gives advice for a living, I was wondering, you know, like what's the best advice that you've ever received, or maybe the best person that you received advice from when you really needed it. Oh, that's great. You know, I always try to have a couple mentors, right? We all need mentors, and exactly. I got to tell you, for sure. a person that really, really helped me. Uh, was uh, uh, Dr. Derek Anderson, and Dr. Dr. Anderson is the 
um, sports psychologist for the Florida Panthers, the New York Mets, a couple other teams. And he really, um, you know, helped me like refine what I am. Right. Because, you know, because initially it was like, oh, like, you know, let's go, you know. (laughs) And uh, and and he helped me really understand the elite athlete. Um, So, you know, he's obviously, uh, you know, somebody that uh, that I look towards. And then I have a friend who's a businessman, you know, Richard Parker, uh, Tom Power, um, a couple of my uh, former military friends. um, They you know, you reach out to people for advice. You say, listen, how am I doing? Right. How can I, how can I do better? What have you seen that's effective? Um, and so I become much better at asking questions and becoming not just a good listener, but a great listener. Yeah. Active listener. Absolutely. And yeah, obtain as much as you can. I mean, especially with those guys in the show, I mean, they're there for a reason. Yeah, they got a good amount of experience. <laughs> like, the guys work with like four professional teams. Yeah, not bad. And like you said, you can only you only know what you know. So being able to step back and obviously realize people are experts in a different field that you wanted to get into, like working with sports teams. Uh, obviously, not everyone's going to respond to the same thing. So he kind of knows what makes players tick in a different way. So I mean, just yeah. But and, and, and you got to understand, like even colleges and professional sports teams, even when I do like an outdoor team building session. It, it's it's not a reselection. It's not hell week for them because yeah. that's that's that, that's ridiculous, right? Because <laughs> you're 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 picking this person to be on your team because they're talented and can help you win. What I try to do is bringing them into the fold by uniting team chemistry because we all know you know that teams with with great team chemistry can win and can win for a long period of time. Right. They can do it over and over and over. Right. And, right. And you, and you see teams out there like that, like Pittsburgh. Right. Like yep. um, sure. they, they're 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 able to have a culture of success. For sure. Yeah, they build it up. Um, sorry. Or, OK, I got <laughs> my mind's going everywhere right now. But I guess my question was, you know, how long are the average training sessions that you would put, you know, a college team or an NHL team through? And then a follow-up question is, could we pay for one of those once we can afford to get our asses kicked by you? <laughs> yeah, yeah see, I, listen, I would give you guys a great discount. I would love to come and train you guys. Let's and, go. Uh, put, you, put, put you through um, my premier outdoor team building session, Operation <laughs> Victory Spike, and uh, see, oh, if you can, see if you can handle it. And then from there, oh. I'll give you some uh, – <laughs> give you some uh, you know leadership classes, mental toughness, and, and a few one-on-ones. Look, leadership okay. development, again – it's a consistent basis. Like you can't go to the gym one time, right? Right. Like, right. No results oh, like, after one time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went to the gym. Like, it's funny. Somebody call you and be like, okay, I did a tough mutter. Great. You can do anything else this year. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you, you, you Acting like to, it's done to get good at anything. You have to consistently do it. And so, um, you know, leadership development is, is a, is a part of it. And right. That's why people, you know, use me because I'm a resource to them to help them with their leadership development culture development, mental toughness. Right. Yeah. Just making sure they're ready so that they can take the tools that you, you know, worked on them with and actually apply them more than just that week you're working with them. Here's the thing. You have to prepare before you get the next job or, you know, you go to your next team. Cause like once you're there, you know, it's, it's too late. Like you're going to (laughs) be in the fight. Like uh, a lot of young coaches I work with are, you know, trying to be NHL coaches like my son. He wants to be an NHL coach. Him and his friend Jack Riley, you know, both college hockey players try to be college and pro coaches. You got to start working at it now, and that's what they're doing. So mm-hmm. when they get their when they get their shot, they're ready to go. Yep, you only get one shot sometimes too, so that's very sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's funny. So you're exactly right. Sometimes you only get one shot. Exactly. Yeah, the higher up you go, good luck if you're not ready. Uh, do you have uh, any personal opinions on um, as far as like watching the game itself? Um, College hockey or pro hockey? Oh, I love them both. Yeah. You know, I can, <laughs> you know, I can, I, uh, I love watching it. You know, both games are a little bit different. Yep. Um, different atmospheres too. And yeah, y- y- you know, I mean, I, you know, I probably watched, I don't know, a couple hundred college games live and, you know, watching, you know, uh, again, you know, army air force live, like, you know, battling at the Atlantic hockey finals. It's just, it's just an amazing experience and see these uh, young people that are, um, you know, not only getting ready to serve their country, uh, but also, um, 
you know, doing it, you know, wearing the, doing it for their school. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and the, and the, and the school spirit is, uh, 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 unbelievable. So, um, one of the best games I've ever watched was, uh, army versus RMC, the Royal military college. And, uh, they actually played up in Kingston, Ontario. And, uh, it was, uh, I think the 100th meeting of the two schools, 100th meeting of the, of the (laughs) hockey game. And it was, uh, great because I think it was like score goal, have a fist fight, score goal, (laughs) have a fist fight. So, um, it was uh, it was pretty good. Army came out on top. Thank goodness. There you I go. It. I guess one question I had is just uh, you know looking through your Instagram feed, uh, you know it looks like you could currently just like kick anyone's ass with one hand behind your back. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering like how often do you like spend you know still working out, staying in top level shape? Uh, sure. Basically, is my main question. <laughs> no, great question. So I go uh, almost every day. Um, I'll take like sometimes one day off, but I'll still go out and do a walk or a jog or a hike or something like that. But yeah, I try to, uh, every single day I was at it again this morning, 7.00 AM. Um, I go to, uh, uh, right now I go to the Vene Vidi Vici fitness, uh, here in Vegas. And, um, you know, every single day I'm, I'm, I'm after it. And, you know, again, you gotta, you gotta stretch, you gotta foam roll, you gotta eat right. Um, it's, 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 it's all part of the process. And I think, it's, it's, it's just like anything like, you know, fitness is a lifetime sport, right? So that's where you want to keep yourself healthy. The other thing is, is that, you know, I learned early on when you go in and, uh, and you, and you work with professional teams, like if they think you can handle yourself, at least they're listening a little bit. Right. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like that's true. Yeah. Like, like, you got to look the like, part, uh, <laughs> you know, this guy, if this guy goes crazy right now, like I, I better watch out. Right? Right, so, no, um, yeah. He wanted some intimidation um, factor. <laughs> so no, but I, I enjoy it. It's good for me. I, I like working out. I do it because it, um, it, it helps strengthen my mind, uh, makes me a better leader. Uh, and then I can continue to impart, uh, leadership on there. Uh, and if you, if you read my book, uh, you'll see the, uh, Ford was written by, um, a legend, guy by the name of Colonel Hank Kersey, who um, is in his 60s and could literally kick anybody's ass. <laughs> he is, Even Reeves? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Reeves would have a chance. Oh, God. Well, first, well, first thing he would do is he would he would take – he would take – whoever he goes with, first he does, he takes you on this, uh, like, five-mile run through the woods, which he calls Last of the Mohicans, right? I'm already scared. And then, yeah. And then – yeah, yeah, and then you get to a part where you have to actually like jump in a river and swim across. So if you survive that, uh, then when you get to his house, you have to do a thirty-foot rope climb and swing out over this ravine where if you fall, you actually die. <laughs> and, and and he does it. And so what happens is he does it before you do it. So then you're like, well, I got to do it now. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. By the end of it, so, you can barely stand. You're like, all right, let's square up. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then at the end, he uh, you know cracks a Coors Light, and you drink a Coors Light at eight o'clock in the morning. So there you go. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. That was intense. Just so, yeah. itself. I couldn't imagine actually doing it. We got to get in better shape, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's go to the gym after this. <laughs> yeah, motivated again. Well, like we said, we only put in about thirty minutes before, yep. so now we're we're getting that you know extra drive to go for another uh, apparently till eight in the morning. And we'll be ready. Awesome. <laughs> what, uh, JB, what, what, what advice would you have for, say, a kid in juniors right now trying to make it to college and achieve his, you know, college dreams and NHL dreams as well? Yeah, just stay after it, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, don't, don't let, like, one closed door, um, uh, you know, steal your joy, right? Yeah. Um, there, because, as you know, hockey is a, is a perfect example where there are so many ways to get to the next level. Right. Yep. So many ways sure. to get to college. Like, you know, my son's a perfect example where, you know, played in high school and then PG two years and then, you know, start a college at 21. He was okay with it. Right. Cause yep. he wanted to be a college hockey player. Right. So, so don't use somebody else's timeline. And we do this, we do this just for anything, like a young man or woman, like, uh, you know, 18, like my parents said, I have to go to college. I feel like, you know, I want to work a year, like find what route works for you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then get it done. Like I, I chipped away at my college for 20 years while I was in the military and, <laughs> but I got a degree and I graduated with honors. 
There you so, go. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. But my, <laughs> my, my point is, is that like not every path works for everybody. So find what path works for you and, 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 and keep after it. And, uh, you know, many times, you know, many times, you know, when you're, when you're closest to your goal, you're closest to your success, it's the hardest. And so that's, that's a sign. So if you're a young player, you know, you're, you're getting ready to, you know, get to college or whatever, and you feel like it's getting really, really, really tough right now, you're close to your goal. So now don't give up. Um, and people always ask me like, what separates like special operations from like, you know, the rest of the military. And I always say it's the last 10 yards. Right. Oof. It's not the, it's true. Yeah. It's it, like that. It's, it's not, it's not the, it's not the, you know, 5,000 yards getting there. It's the last 10, you yeah. know, where, where you have to become uh, a surgeon, you have to be precise. That's what makes a difference. And so I always tell people when they feel like, Oh, I'm like, you're right there. Don't stop. Don't give up. You are right there. Keep after it. I love that. Just don't. I got goosebumps going right now. <laughs> I feel like that's where we're at with ECH. You know, like work's just starting to get even harder and harder. But like we can see your numbers growing. More people yeah. are starting to respond to what we're doing. So it's like you got to double down and just keep exactly. at it. Yep. Exactly. Keep keep after it. Keep getting better. You know, it's 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 uh, you know too too often. You know, too soon. Like if we can't like see that goal, right? And it's. Uh, you know, I remember in the military, like these land navigation courses, right? And, they're, and you're by yourself, you're in the woods, and you have to find this like little marker in the middle of the woods, right? And, oh, God. And sure enough, you're walking forever and ever. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't find it. I'm going to fail this course. I can't beat it. And then next thing you know, there's the marker, right? You're like, oh, okay. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Now, now I can now do it again. To, <laughs> now I can do it again. Now go to the next one. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. I like that. And that's what... And that's what's, that's what it's all about. Right. And, um, you know, uh, you know, got to keep after it. You know, when you think you went too far, you haven't gone far enough, right? Just keep going. And that's what I want you guys to think. Like you think like, man, we've, we've taken this to all we can. No, you haven't gone far enough. Keep going. Exactly. Right. And, and something else will open up mm-hmm. and you're going to, you know, next thing you know, you'll be hosting the Ellen show. It won't be Ellen. It'll be you guys. <laughs> I mean, that's the goal. So. You just never give up. You never know too. Like just keep plugging away. Yeah, I guess I'd take the Ellen paycheck. You know? <laughs> I'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be bad, but yeah, I love that. Uh, absolutely working out after this. I don't know about you, James. Like I'm <laughs> good, good. a little sweaty right now just thinking about it. Um, but yeah, that's probably we asked that question. You know, most of our players because our listening base is obviously primarily you know aspiring uh, college hockey athletes, you know, or any sport trying to get to the next level. So I think that's probably the best answer we heard. It's just, Absolutely. you know, keep going and then giving examples, like even when it's darkest, you're looking for a little flag out in the woods. You don't know where you are. You might step on it, you know, <laughs> just keep going. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing athletes should really do is, you know, continue to make yourself, um, you, you know, strengthen yourself completely, like physically, mentally, get rest, you know, uh, if you're religious, you know, you know, pray, write in your journal, like you have to work on all of yourself. That's the other thing. Some athletes forget. They don't work on all of all of themselves. You have to work on, you have to work on all of you. And when you do that, you keep yourself in balance. Right. And again, we go back to like, you know, Crosby and, 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 and all the greats, Sasha Barkov, all them, like they keep themselves in balance. Right. Yeah. And so that's what you, that's what you want to do. Like I knew an athlete, like he would never eat it. He was like, I'm not having a piece of pizza. I'm like, I think you could probably have one piece. and it's, <laughs> You're going to be fine. Right. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. Like, I'm like, you're not going to get cut from the team. Cause you had one piece of pizza. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, what, 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 right? what's Crosby? Like, I don't know how much you know about him, but like, as far as his meal planning and stuff, like how, how strict is he on himself? I'm I guess. sure it's pretty no, deliberate. He's, he's, he's regimented, but he's sensible. Yeah. Okay. You know, He's, he's, and, and I think all athletes are like, I, I'm the same way I'm regimented, but I'm sensible. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's I think, point. I think that's what, I think that's what you have to be. You have to be regimented, you know, but you have to be sensible. Right. And you have to understand, and you got to understand like your body changes too. Right. Like, um, you know, I take different supplements than you take. So if you call me and be like, JB, what kind of supplements you take? I'm like, well, they're not for you. They're for me. Exactly. <laughs> it depends I'm, on your body and everything. Cause, cause, cause I'm 54. So, yep. you know, you have to, so you have to continue to just, you know, learn and develop for yourself. And I think that's a whole process of, 
Um, and, and, and the last thing I'll tell all of your listeners is enjoy the journey. Sometimes yeah. we're like, I'll enjoy it when I get there. No, enjoy the process of going through it. Yeah. Right. Like enjoy this part of it. Enjoy the people that you're around right now, the teammates, mm-hmm. um, build, build bonds. Like, you know, I, I, I had as, I had as much, uh, as much success in the military, whether I was in the army Rangers or a drill instructor or cadre at West point or officer candidate school cadre, like all those people are my friends. And it's a journey that I would not want to change. Absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. Enjoy where you're at when you're there. Exactly. So enjoy the journey as you're going through it. That's a good point. I'm glad, you know, reflect on what you're doing. I think that's life so fast, especially these days. And now we got to enjoy like our, our come up too. And I enjoy every trip we make, you know, when we go film video for a school or whatever, it's, you're going fast while you're doing it, but when you look back, like, damn. Yeah, that, you know? you're like while we were there. Same with like hockey players today. Like you got to play basically year round to stay, you know, at the top of your craft. So players are just constantly thinking hockey, hockey, hockey. Like you said, you kind of got to, you know, manage to become a complete person. You know, your mental, your your physical fitness, what you're eating. Make sure everything's complete, so you're not going to unravel when the team needs you the most. Like you got to be consistent. So exactly. I'll leave you with a quote that um, Tom Rennie. You know, he was the uh, He's obviously the you know president and CEO of Hockey Canada, but he was a New York Rangers coach, good friend of mine, one of the smartest men I've ever met. And I was in Afghanistan, and, you know, had really nobody to talk to. I was a sergeant major. We were having some tough times, and you know, I, I was emailing him back and forth, and he emailed me a quote, and it goes like this: He's like, "You can't control time, and it's never enough. All you can do is keep moving forward." And I just thought about that, and I'm like, "Wow." Damn. Right. Like, think about that. You can't control time. It's never enough. All you can do is keep moving forward. So those are things you want to do. Right. When you when you when you feel it's hard, take another step forward. <laughs> right. I like. Oh, yeah. No, just, stay after it. So just keep moving. I like my God. <laughs> you ready to go work out, James? <laughs> yeah, ready you feeling this? You guys get it. Go work out. I love that. Well, listen, I'll tell your listeners that if they do have a, a, a question for me, they can DM me right on my Instagram and at JB Spiso. So Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll put your username on there too. People and have a question. Yeah. You know, they can hit me on the DM and I'll answer it. Sure. I love that. And JB, again, we just want to thank you so much for, for coming on today, joining us. Uh, like, uh, obviously, thank you for your service. We're just privileged to be talking with you to, today. And just, I mean, I'm feeling driven right now, not motivated. <laughs> I'm feeling driven. So thank you for, for today. I love it. You guys, thank you so much. You call me privately if you ever need anything. I'll be glad to talk you through it, help you through it. You guys keep it going. Listen, you you are on the verge of great success. It's right there. Keep after it. Keep praying. Keep focusing. Keep putting the work in. Right? Absolutely. Keep thank you, man. The, keep keep putting the work in. You guys are going to be great. I thank appreciate you. it. I'm going to take you up on that phone call, too. I'll learn more, <laughs> man. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, stay, uh, stay safe. And, uh, we hope to get, you know, hockey back here soon. Yeah. And, and stay right. in touch as well. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Okay. We'll talk to you soon guys. Right, yeah, thanks, JB. That just kept going and kept getting better. <laughs> and like, you got a little sweat in your forehead yeah. right now. I'm feel, I probably look yeah. like I'm just, I was like shaking. I didn't know, like th- that's a pod. I we got what thirty questions ready just for him, and I was nervous every single we one. Might have to make two separate episodes here. Yeah. yeah. What, what was that like? An hour? I don't know, but it was it was perfection. Is what it was. Yeah, like that's the first time a guest has ever been like, "Well, I gotta go" because he, obviously he's important. Yep. And I think he said he had a full hour for us, so it had to be around then. Because um, I still had like questions to ask. I was just fascinated. We're making two episodes. I mean, that's just yeah. too good to even. We gotta keep is two. I got another special guest, and and France is coming on this this week too, but. That was uh, yeah. France got big shoes to fill, <laughs> but I mean, it, like you said, uh, just basically getting to his philosophy. It's it's not you know you have to figure out your own journey. So this podcast is going to be a whole different message. You know, it's it's something we've never done before. Right. Talk, talking with an army ranger, like I never like I, we said before the podcast. You look back a year ago, we didn't even think we'd be doing this podcast, or we had plans, but like I wouldn't be like, yeah, I'm going to be interviewing Jamie Spizo, a guy who could literally just knock me down by. You know, flicking me. The guy is just a beast. So, and obviously has a lot of wisdom to give to other people, has worked with professionals up and down the board. Yeah. I mean, and he's I'm juiced, man. I'm just on, juiced. He's on, you know, one of the most successful podcasts. I think Spin Chicklets is the most successful because hockey's out of the major sports, the smallest. And, but they yeah. have 800,000 followers. They're doing everything right. And they invited him on. They know. 
He know this guy yeah. knows what he's talking about. They gave so. him what forty eight minutes of you know ed- like educating their listeners. We can do that's the least we can do absolutely uh, for our following. So um, yeah, guy again, thank you to Strauss Man and what was the other Carmichael Carmichael for uh, name, yeah for recommending JB to us. Uh, now we actually have his number because we're gonna need it. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're a couple knuckleheads uh, just trying to figure it out. But I mean, can we just get that audio clip of him saying you're gonna you're gonna be huge, blow up? Like, yeah, just let I'm, me let I'm me wake up to that every. You better cut it right every after fucking this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of just him saying, you know, I'm JB. You're listening to Pucks and Deep. Just that's how it's gonna start. You're gonna be huge. <laughs> Keep moving. That's the forward. intro. Yeah, let's do it. Oh God, dude. I'm just wow. What a pod. Hope I hope everybody uh, took away as much as we just did. Yeah, because I'm I'm shaking right now, but it's a good shake. We're gonna go just absolutely get pumped. Um, maybe get a protein shake after. Like I just, I need to start, you know, regimenting. I my feel like food. I just took like three cups of creatine. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need anything. I don't know. Like if if I could just have that instead of coffee every morning, I would. Is that quote? Yeah. Anything? Just no. I mean, I'm gonna have it, but I'm saying like this total feeling because like holy. Yeah, absolutely. No, that was Oof. definitely the most professional interview we've done. Or at least I've done. Yeah, and we've worked I'd with some top so. athletes, so it's um. Yeah, that was an honor. So that was that was very fun. And, and a guy who like educated. knows what he's talking about, like any question you threw at him, he he had a very thorough, thought out response. Yeah, you know, like the on guy, the spot too. Like, on the spot. You know, yeah, you know your we did send so. him the question. We don't send anybody the questions. He was nope. ready for whatever. So, yep. uh, like he said, we're all gonna, you know, we want that gun next to us in the fight. So, obviously, just you know, work for who's next to you. Make sure they're on your side. And he had a lot of good points, whether it's on you know the military field or just on the ice, off the ice. But I like, I like yeah. the one I like the most is the coaches getting to know the freshmen. I've seen, I've talked to a lot of players around True. the country saying, my coach didn't fucking know my name the first year, man. Like, you know no what I'm shit. saying? Like, and now you, you see these young coaches like, uh, blanking on the guy at Denver right now. I don't know. He's young as shit, but brought his team to the playoffs, frozen four, you know, he just, he played and he gets it. He's 35, 40. He can relate to the players and, you know, right. build that team chemistry in the, in the locker room. I'll tell you, developing players too. It's not like your five star recruits. Those guys are probably gonna be good no matter what. Yeah. Uh, but it's you know it's how you develop everybody around it. Like you're gonna make players make other players better just by getting them in the mold and get everybody on the same page. So something that I think especially college teams need to learn because there's more hazing in that than you oh, know yeah. NHL is just like the rookie year, but underclassmen it's two years in college. You know, I saw yeah, and I had it's everything. You know, I had the behind the scenes kind of look. I hung out with all those guys in Bemidji, but I'm not gonna name names or anything. But it just Oh, every, every school is different, yeah. And yeah, it never got out of control or anything. And the captain stopped it when it needed to, but it's, it doesn't need to happen at all. And that's a good point with what he's making. So, yeah, I've, I don't <laughs> know what else to say, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm excited to edit that mainly because I don't have to do shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> throw that intro in. Just a pearl. I mean, yeah, exactly. An absolute gem, something I'm making a new alarm clock out of. And, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so hope you guys enjoyed that. We will have as well the Will Francis pod this week, too. So, uh, you know, make sure you tune into that. And again, we just want to thank JB for coming on. Make sure you go get his new book. If you're looking to, you know, get any kind of leadership, get adrenaline running through your veins besides this podcast. That's Warrior Leadership's the book. Warrior Leadership, Steps to Success for Leaders on the Ground. You can get it at his website. His website can be found at jbsleaders.com. That is Juliet Bravo Sierra Leaders.com. Maybe you just want to get his book or possibly get in touch with JB to see if he can help out your team or business. He does everything. You want to go to jbsleaders.com. Again, thank you, JB. Hope everybody enjoys this episode. Stay safe, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yes, sir. Hard work. 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 That's what they say. Hard work. Hard work. I earn my pay. Hard work.
go and do my job. Hard work, work. Load them up on the airplane. Hard work, work. In the early morning rain. Hard work, work. Hard work, that's what they say. Hard work, work. Hard work, let me hear. Hard work, work. Hard work, turn it up. Hard work, work. Hard work, fire it up. Hard work, work. Everybody on the plane. Hard work, work. Gotta sit them, sit them on down. Hard work, work. Hard work. Hard work, hard work, we're on the go. Hard work.